Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast, NXT-flavoured edition. I'm El Fakador Laurie Blake and I am joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hello, mate. Hi, mate. How's it going? Uh, I mean, it's... Mm, it's been better. <laughs> it's It's been a weird week for WWE wrestling mm. and a very dark cloud hanging over this week's NXT show. But on the show itself, we had two big debuts, some interesting uh, new wrinkles in the fabric of what's happening between the rest of the roster. And uh, that's it. But we'll also be talking about the releases that WWE uh, mass did last night. I've got so sort of caught up in the how horrible it was that I now can't speak words. Here's mm. the show. Two really big names made their NXT debut on last night's episode. We had Timothy Thatcher in the main event match being Matt Riddle's partner. And we had Killer Cross, now named Carrion Cross. Carrion Cross. Who appeared to close out the show attacking Tommaso Ciampa. So we'll be going through those bits in a second. But we're also going to be talking a little bit about the NXT releases that came out last night in that sort of tragic wave of news coming out of WWE and we'll also be talking about the rest of the show a little bit too so let's hop into the debuts that happened um Timothy Thatcher's was probably less of a like more of a surprise than uh mm. Killer Cross who's had plenty of teasing plenty of uh vignettes was showed up at the back of the in the back of the shot on the Johnny Gargano Champa match one final beat last week which by the way Blompier and I last week completely missed Mm-hmm. Completely missed that shot entirely, but you know that's fine. Lots of people spotted it and told us we were stupid, which we well, were. that's what that's what YouTube on. comments are there for, Pete, to it's remind true. you yeah. that in all your hard work and everything you've done, you've still failed. Um, <laughs> that's what YouTube comments are all about. Um, yep. So they've they've had all this teasing, and then this week, uh, Thatcher, on the other hand, has literally like they've said that he signed a deal, and that was a few months ago now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is after years and years and years of WWE trying to get him and him being like, I don't want to do it. I'm not that interested. And then now, obviously, the time has come around where he's decided to maybe now is not the best time to. Who knows? But uh, it's kind of fortuitously or seemingly actually bumped up his debut from whatever they might have been planning to. They have just decided to go with it now and do it. So uh, the Undisputed Era are vying for the tag titles. It's... Um, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong, because Kyle O'Reilly is not medically cleared, they said. Adam Cole is on vacation in his mm-hmm. garden, um, yep. as he has been for weeks now. Um, uh, yeah, Riddle comes out, and a promo package from Pete Dunn plays where he's wearing a WWE 2K19 t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yes, because man has taste. 2K20, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he says, "Oh, I've got someone who I think will be a good fit for you, Matt Riddle, who's gonna who's gonna work with you in this match." 
and it's Timothy Thatcher. What did you make of this debut, Pete? Um, I mean, I, I'm I really like Timothy Thatcher, uh, so I was super excited to see him. Um, and when you know when he first came out, he just kind of stood on the ramp with Riddle and then just like barreled straight down to the ring, no smile on his face, no nothing. And I was like, this is cool. I can get on board <laughs> with this. Um, he was really good in the match as well. I thought um, getting over his offense, he didn't like you know he didn't squash anyone. He made everyone look really good. He looked really good coming out of it. He was the one who actually ended up getting the victory um, using a Fujiwara armbar, which was pretty cool. They were teasing it throughout the match that he was going to lock it in. And when he finally did, Strong immediately tapped after he put it in, which I thought was cool. Um, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of him being just like Pete Dunne 2.0, of mm-hmm. him just being like, I'm this big bruiser, don't mess with me type, but also I'm going to throw Matt Riddle to do a, some kind of move and then I'll laugh about it afterwards. I, I would have preferred him to just be the hard ass for now, and eventually they can build to like him having kind of a softer side. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. It was still cool. I'm really excited that Timothy Thatcher's there, and I thought it was a really effective debut for him as a character to be like, here's who he is. He's really hard hitting. He's mm-hmm. cool. Watch him. I thought that bit was effective. I just I don't know how how on board I am with him. Yeah, basically just being Pete Dunne again. Well, because I think that's what's, yeah, that's what's sort of, he's obviously now having, there are boots to fill and he's having to fill the boots that Pete Dunne was already doing. And they they decided here to do the same thing with him, which is he is the foil to Matt Riddle's comedy, question mark. Mm. Like to Matt Riddle's character, basically. Like it's it's an odd couple pairing, isn't it? And yeah. um, what I don't buy about it though, is what I, what I quite like about Riddle and Dunne is that I think Dunn's Dunn's shrugging, I don't care gimmick, it has this surly teenager quality to it. Mm. Like he's putting it on. Uh like 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 I do. Uh it's that sort of <laughs> it's that sort of thing where it's I'm, you know, it's a pretense for the point of being quite funny. Whereas I don't really buy that Timothy Thatcher is pretending he doesn't like things he just yeah. doesn't like things exactly. he's, he's, he finds no joy um so it, you kind of get left with this feeling that like i don't think it's going to come across quite as well because there's never that little glimmer that pete Dunn's at. you know you're probably not going to get that glimmer that you know pete Dunn's actually enjoying working with matt riddle clearly um his face might not say so but i think you can see the twinkle in his eyes mm-hmm. um whereas i think with thatcher we're not going to quite get there i think it's going to be quite awkward and i think also some parts of this match made it seem a little bit awkward as well, because I don't think they necessarily, everything in the ring gelled quite as well as it could have done. Like some of the, there was a little bit of uh, a few little sloppy moments between uh, Thatcher and the undisputed era, the bit where he gets him to flip him. I thought that wasn't like smooth enough. And I get that they were going for that sort of like, no, you've got to do this thing because Pete does that. Um, Yeah. it, It just all sort of clunked in places um so i wonder if they're going to build that into the storyline though because this is this is kind of the feeling i got coming out of this and we, we were saying this about um maybe in the uh interim cruiserweight championship tournament they might do a when because they're saying it's interim champion they might do a champion versus champion match at the end to decide who actually is the champion when when devlin is allowed to come back to america and compete um but here, this feels this kind of this storyline feels more like they're going to have some kind of controversy because they're making a big play out of the fact that Thatcher's just like he's just a stand-in. He's even said he's just going to help you defend the titles, Matt Riddle, blah blah blah. Like there was, you said there was a WWE.com exclusive. What happened in that? Uh, so it was backstage interview where uh, Riddle was asked, "What did you think about Timmy Thatcher?" And he was like, "Oh, he's super cool. He's rad." he's great kind of putting over Thatcher in the, in the classical way. And then he said, I think Stallion Pete would agree. Why don't you hold this title for now? And Thatcher was like, Hey man, I respect you. We fought. We're really cool together, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to hold that title. You, you hold it for now because it's, it's your, it's your titles. You won them. So I'll help you defend them, but you keep the titles, mm-hmm. which was weird. Cause he already held one of the titles on the episode, but sure. Um, so yeah, Maybe that is building to some sort of, you know, tension. Maybe at some point Thatcher's just like, no, I've defended these titles loads. Maybe I am a tag champion after all. And mm-hmm. he'll decide to take one of the titles. And maybe when Dunn comes back, there's some sort of tension between them to be like, you haven't even been here. 
you don't even go here. And he's got one of his hearts been like, I've defended this more than you have. This is mine, really. And then they have like a dumb Thatcher thing. I'd be into it. But, yeah, I think that'd be, I think that yeah. kind of, that seems like an, a really good option to cement Thatcher as, as, a, as a main event player in the, in, um, the NXT landscape is to put him against someone like Dunn or Riddle because he could, you know, this could be the whole like I keep saving your ass, Riddle. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I just Fujiwara armbarred Roderick Strong and and got him out of the match. Like, I'm the one defending this belt. You're letting me down. So Dunn comes back and goes, "Well, I'm, you know, I never lost this belt, so I get one belt." And maybe Thatcher goes, maybe Thatcher sides with Dunn. Maybe yeah. Thatcher sides with Riddle. Maybe maybe Dunn and Riddle side against Thatcher like there's a lot of options to play with here and I think it's it's despite it being um forced a full circumstance to have to fill in with Riddle and Dunn this could actually produce quite a interesting storyline and a good way for them to lose the belts mm. to somebody else without necessarily having to have them beaten because like you know I feel like uh induced share is on the rise in some in some degree within the tag division, and this is a good way for Riddle and Dunn to just lose to some bigger guys without really losing face. Yeah, yeah, I like that, and it could also be possible where Timothy Thatcher just teams with Dexter Loomis because he was watching this tag match for some reason. That was yeah, that so that was a weird, that was a bit of a weird one because they, they seem to be making a bigger play with Dexter Loomis now, who beat up Tahuti Miles, uh, mm -hmm. the the most Rent recent Tahuti. The most recent Miles character in uh, <laughs> yeah. NXT now, um, and yeah, like I think Dexter Loomis is great, and I don't know what they're doing with him. And I think it was a bit weird to do uh, two sociopaths in quick succession on an episode, like because they did Dexter Loomis in this match, and there's a point where uh, they chuck uh, Thatcher outside. And they start beating on him on the outside. And then uh, Roddy and Bobby notice that Loomis is just looming in the background. And they're like, whoa, what's going on there? And then... It was weird. And yeah. they don't mention it again. They just leave Single it. light of just lighting him from below. And he's just there just glaring at them. It's like, what? What? Why are you here? Stop it. Creepy. Um, I, I, I get the whole creepy vibe they're going for. Totally. Don't know how he plays into this storyline whatsoever. Or maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's just creepy. Maybe he's just going to show up in random matches to put over his character more of him being looming and stalking and all that stuff. I don't know. I think maybe he's going to go after Thatcher or something. Like maybe that would be a good yeah, um, a good way for them to, to sort of build themselves up here. But um, yeah, I just thought it was a bit weird to do that. And then literally a minute after the match, we get Killer Cross making his debut, who is also a stalker killer style character bit more on the uh out and out psychopath end of the spectrum rather than the i'm just going to stand in the backdrop and stare at you totally. um but i really liked this i thought this debut was i think this debut was better than um thatcher's mm -hmm. because I, I think thatcher didn't quite gel in that match in the way i was hoping he would because he never got to he sort of had to fit into everyone else's style um whereas this was exactly what killer cross i think has always wanted to be yeah. and this is what he was doing in impact anyway um and i thought it was really great you know champ uh, champ is sitting there and he says i'm done with this i'm done with you johnny i'm done with candace uh i'm just gonna say it you're the bigger man and then somebody looms out of the backdrop drags champa down you hear this great shot it was a great shot on the camera falls and then you hear this crazy like brawl happening off screen and it sound the sound design on this bit i thought was really good they were clearly slamming him into something like just made this God awful reverberation. Then Champa drops to the floor. Scarlet Bordeaux's uh, dominatrix shoe steps into shot, and then Cross crawls in and just goes tick tock, and that ends the. <laughs> I love it. I thought it was so it's fun. So right? Yeah, so so good that shot because Champa's sitting on like a crate or something, just straight at the camera, and you just see from behind him. It's like something from like a horror movie or something where you can't see behind him and you just see something come out of the shadows and grab the person suddenly it is literally like arms came out and went round his stomach and just pulled him into the darkness. It was such a good shot. And yeah, I, I really thought this was an effective debut. So the stuff they've been teasing that they paid off effectively. I'm really excited to see what he can do. Mm -hmm. NXT, I think the whole, the whole gimmick is really, really cool. So, and again, and again, and it's a great gimmick for a time like this as well. Like, I think this is one of those, um, you know, we were saying it's everyone I think has been talking about um, the unprecedented circumstances that uh, 
COVID-19 has forced everyone into. Like, here we are with um, another character coming up in uh, WWE who opens up the door for different style production. Like, mm. having a character who stalks and attacks and chases people opens up the door for, like, mystery-style segments. And, you know, things like the the Boneyard match or the Funhouse match, those kinds of things, or just even just Bray doing Firefly Funhouse. Like, WWE's normal way of doing segments is to do um, matches and promos in the ring, and then sometimes one person will get their own TV show, mm. like Miz TV, where I get I get a talk show. And that's pretty much their only, that's really the, the only currency they deal with normally. And now they've got these characters coming up where you can go like, well, we could actually do a series of what if we did the fashion files, but seriously, where these people are trying to track down where Killer Cross is coming from or who he's after, or he can cut these creepy promos. He can make all these attacks and we can have all of these more cinematic scenes that don't require people to wrestle necessarily. Yeah. I think that would be really effective in trying to get over characters more because i think for a long time nxt's really just been about who's the best in-ring wrestler mm. and not necessarily about the characters per se but i think having this kind of more cinematic style like you're talking about is really good for getting that connection with the fans and getting over a character so that the matches in the ring don't have to be five-star classics every single time because you're emotionally invested in the characters they don't mm -hmm. have to be these big you know 17 finisher near falls amazing sequences they can just be regular matches that will be elevated to a next level because of the characters that you're invested in so yeah i, I think this is a, a a weird time but a good time for carrion cross to debut mm. in nxt briefly let's talk about the name carrion cross with a k with a k mortal Kombat. <laughs> We spoke about it just before we started uh, recording here, but carrion is the rotting meat of a of a corpse. Mm -hmm. Of a dead animal, yeah. So he's gone from a killer to the thing that's dead. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Hmm. Should have just let him keep the name. Should have just let him keep the name. It was... Yeah. It was I don't fine. know if they like killer as a word. I mean, I True. guess they had, they had magic killer as a, as mm. a thing, but I Crusher guess... Yeah, Crusher Cross. Oh, that's not quite as good. I know, but it's just because you can. You Sounds know, like a serial. But it's because they well, they made AJ Styles change the calf killer to yeah, calf to crusher, the didn't they? Yeah. But it's weird they didn't have the magic crusher then, isn't it? Yeah, in the, in the same faction. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's probably they don't want a character called Killer. But then I actually think Carrion is a worse word. Like you know, if you yeah. Google what I know, kids won't know what that means. But if you Google what it means, it's far more evocative than killer to me i don't know like, i think it, yeah. it, it conjures a more grisly image than just the word killer like yeah i guess so Can kangaroo cross yep Perfect. yeah got it sorted hatton cross yeah uh barter cross um yeah there's <laughs> i think yeah i just i it's a it's another <laughs> one of those they might as well just have revamped the whole name and not stuck with anything yeah. similar you know like i think that's kind of I think sometimes when they do and when they do these like subtle tweaks, they always come out worse. Whereas you could just do a full name change, and yeah. people will people will just eventually get used to it. Like yeah. obviously, I'm still not used to the Viking Raiders and their new names. Uh, I refuse to believe that they're Eric and Ivar because uh, Hansel and Roe were fine names. Um, yeah. But sure, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it, so it I think so. It'd be fine. Carrying Cross, I think Carrying Cross will get over because I think it's a cool gimmick. I think um, it's interesting to actually have him paired up with Scarlet Bordeaux, um, which I don't think is something we've seen a hell of a lot of. It wasn't really done too much in Impact, so like I think this will add something to this. Um, yeah, and I think it'd be it'd be. Quite, I think what I'm also quite keen on is the idea of seeing how she has adapted her gimmick to fit in with his. Mm. And whether she has yeah. at all, because like I think the smoke show gimmick here might not necessarily work with I'm a crazy killer. And it's like, I'm a crazy killer, man. I'm hot. <laughs> I'm a crazy killer, man. I'm also there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am That's here. Gimmick. 
Um, yeah, I don't, yeah. So I don't know. Like, it'd be. I think it's. I think it's quite an exciting time. There technically was a third, um, which we didn't mention in the title of this video, but there technically was a, third, a bit of a third debut here as well. It's the first time we've seen him in NXT in any way, shape, or form. Was uh, El Hijo del Fantasma, which is uh, King Cuerno, um, the luchador that we all suspect has been nicking the other luchadors and turning them into lucha slaves, stealing my gimmick. Um, is going to be part of the interim cruiserweight championship tournament. Uh, got a really cool promo package here, I thought, where he looked boss. Yes. I really, I really, really liked this promo package. I think it made him look like a star. I feel like there are going to be shenanigans, and he is going to be the interim cruiserweight champion in my head. But Kushida's also in a tournament, so it might be Kushida. You never know. Yeah. I mean, if they are going to lead to a champion versus champion thing, I don't know if we're going to see Phantasma versus Devlin. That might be a bit of a weird matchup. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I thought, yeah, this promo package was awesome. It just showed him in a suit and a mask kind of really playing into, you know, the people that have been doing the, the kidnappings on Joaquin Wilde and um, Raul Mendoza. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, really getting over that imagery of him being this kind of like mob boss type character him just being like i've wrestled all over the world i'm amazing watch me next week because i'm really cool and that was pretty mm. much the video package and it was also it was perfect uh he's going to be facing jake atlas i think it is next week in the his first uh cruiserweight tournament match uh which i'm hoping is very quick i'm mm -hmm. hoping he just kind of comes out and kills him a little bit yeah but and then i think then and then i think introduce the the goons down mm. the line yeah. Um, I think you could, yeah, you could do a sort of slow, a, a subtle heel turn here with him, or if, if he's being positioned as a heel, that I think you could do something where it's like it's only slowly revealed over the course of this um, tournament his actual alignment, because I think he's probably got the they've they've, they've built him as like this amazing second generation star um, who really could just leverage his in-ring skill here and his legacy but then i think when he's when times are tough you could play that card of being like well i know i just deserve this because of who i am and when my lineage so i am going to cheat now millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. First, actually, we should probably talk about uh, some of the uh, releases that happened mm -hmm. uh, yesterday. Um, obviously, there were tons of them over on the, the main roster. There were uh, five names from NXT as well. 
Um, so there was Alexander Jaksic, who I don't think we've seen on NXT. Uh, there was MJ Jenkins, who I also don't think we've seen. Uh, Dorian Mack, or, or real name Dan Mather. We've seen Dan Mather, I think, a couple of times. Uh, he got destroyed by Samoa Joe quite a few years ago when uh, Dan, Dan Mather, I think, had some video packages hyping up his debut. And he came up for his debut and then Joe came out and just murdered him and just wanted Shinsuke Nakamura. And it was a really cool segment. Um, who else did we have? We had uh, Josiah Williams, who uh, people might know from Adam Cole's takeover entrance, where uh, Josiah Williams was rapping alongside Adam Cole towards mm-hmm. the ring. Uh, and uh, Deonna Perazzo as well. Uh, who'd been, you know, featured on Raw and stuff like that as well. Uh, so all those guys released from NXT yesterday as well. It's a really unfortunate circumstance. Um, mm-hmm. And I I don't know whether that's the full list of NXT talent. I think there might be more. I don't know whether they're waiting for after this episode of NXT, so we might see more tonight or we might see more after SmackDown or whenever, but I don't, I don't think they're done, unfortunately. No. I think they're kind of like, I mean, mean, there's been talk of there being a second wave, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think they're probably waiting until some of the show, they've decided who's available to do certain shows, who they need, what talent they need to do the storylines. They're trying to get ahead on sort of the writing, I imagine. Um, And then I guess they're going to cull some more names. And I, I I, you know, I think it's been said by plenty of people, you know, that, there's the argument that it's a business decision. It's a bad business decision because it's a it's a very money minded, fiscally uh, driven business decision that is only about saving a profit margin and not you know not saving the company from a loss, just saving the company from making slightly less profit than they had promised yeah. their shareholders. Which you know in a time of financial upheaval for the entire world uh probably doesn't matter mm. you know in in quite the it's same like, way that you know it is, it is a financial crisis i think for everyone um and i think you know you you're not earning yourself any brownie points by uh leaving people that you have just literally this week bribed florida to say our key workers leaving them out in the, you know, leaving them completely in the lurch, unable to ply their craft anywhere because everyone else is being far more sensible about the way in which they're doing business at this exact moment in time. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're completely essential workers apart from when they're not essential at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we can just get rid of them. Yeah. And it's a shame, it's isn't it? Because like you, you have to, you have to think people like, uh, I feel like Diana Perazzo had so much to give in mm. uh, NXT. Like she was featured in the May Young Classic. She, she, uh, had a had a spot on NXT before that, before she went away for a bit. She came back. She made, you know, they made big deal about her and Chelsea Green mm. joining. Chelsea Green then got injured. I think she broke her wrist. Um, and seemingly that also just put the kibosh on Perazzo appearing at all. And mm. then Green gets to make her debut as part of the Robert Stone brand. It kind of was floating in the air. Felt like that maybe they were going to add Perazzo to the Robert Stone brand because Green and Perazzo had been teaming on NXT live shows. And then nothing. And then, and then, like before, Peraza even really makes her proper NXT debut. She's on that episode of Raw, filling in. Um, and then she's in the uh, the Battle Royal mm-hmm. uh, with very little ceremony, and then is is uh, dumped out. She attacks Shotzi Blackheart. There's that match that happened as well, and that is pretty much the story of her NXT career. I feel like she didn't get a fair shake there at all. No, um, no and, and a lot of these guys. Probably didn't either. I, I don't know. We've seen many of them on NXT TV at all to mm-hmm. to even you know form an opinion about them. I, 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 yeah, it's such a shame. And I think it's worth it's you know it's it's worth noting that yeah, some of sure some of these releases would have been mutual um, mm-hmm. between the company and the performers because you know clearly like. Some people know they're not getting, like people like Rusev probably are like, well, I wasn't ever getting used right anyway. I've been stalling making a deal. So that, that, maybe, that's a, maybe that's a mutual decision. But like for the people in NXT, I feel like they're literally, that's putting your foot on the bottom of the ladder and being like, I'm ready. Um, yeah. And then to step backwards feels like it's probably not going to happen. And it's just, yeah. it's just weird, isn't it? To sign so many people all the time as WWE, have no plans for them, and then wait until a huge crisis and be like okay well on your bike yeah yeah it's, you know. it's really backwards but yeah it's a it's a it's a bad situation for everyone involved really um 
But uh, yeah, I guess we should talk about the rest of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, one name we didn't actually mention briefly is also uh, Drake Maverick, who's part of the interim cruiserweight tournament. Uh, He's still allowed. He has been released, but he's still allowed to compete as part of this tournament. And then after that, he's he's gone. So (sighs) his his Twitter video was heartbreaking. His Twitter video was horrible to watch. Um, but I, he, they've turned him into the biggest baby face in the company during mm-hmm. these matches. Like I'm going to be watching these matches so much more invested than I was before. And I just want to see Maverick do amazing. Mm-hmm. And I really hope he does in all those matches. I really hope he's given, you know, respect. He's not just gone out there being like, well, you've already gone from the company. You can lose in two minutes. I yeah. really hope he's given a bit of respect and he's, you know, going to put in some good showings in his matches. Um, yeah. yeah. I think, I think that's the thing is that I think, I think what Drake Maverick has proven throughout the whole time that he's been at WWE is that he will take whatever they're going to give him and he will run with it. And whether mm-hmm. that's being the GM on 205 Live, whether that is being, uh, wetting himself whether that is the uh going like literally grabbing an opportunity and going i'm going to make the 24 7 title thing my thing and i'm going to grow that on twitter myself and then people i'm going to force wwe to make me that champion the whole he's not getting any bit that was brilliant i I think the guy is great and uh i think that video on twitter as heartbreaking was it as it was proves that he's a bloody professional guy as well too because he's like he still played the game like he he had no reason to continue to put over that company and play along with their stupid storylines like at that point you could he could have just gone ah screw it i don't care anymore um you know i you know I, i think it takes a very big man to still go these might be my last three matches and i'm still going to give you everything i've got and still put in, you know, still play up the idea that it's a competition that anyone can win and it hasn't already been decided. I just think, like, props to him because that was, yeah. like, he didn't have to do that. Yeah, him just saying, like, oh, I've got to win these matches. Otherwise, you know, I'm going to go out on, not on the way I want to and all that stuff. Like, yeah, he doesn't have to put over kayfabe at all, but mm-hmm. he still did. And that was immediately after he got off the phone with him. So, yeah, what, what a guy. Um but uh, yeah, shows you can be professional in these situations, so maybe WWE management should have a little think about that. Yeah, shocking. Um, but uh, yeah, elsewhere on the show, there was uh, an interesting uh, development with Finn Balor on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kicked off the episode facing Fabian Eichner, he got the win over him and took out uh, Marcel Bartel as well, kind of continuing that Finn Balor Walter plate, keeping that spinning until mm-hmm. whenever that can happen. Um, but then later on in the uh, in the show, uh, Velveteen Dream was cutting a promo because they were they were playing up on commentary for some reason. They were saying Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole are going to have a face to face later on the show. It's like, well, obviously they're not, but sure, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, and then later on, Adam Cole cut a promo from the same place, and he was like, "What did you really think I was going to show up?" It's like, no, no one thought you were going to show up. Come on, Cole. Um, and then, yeah, he was just saying, you still don't deserve a shot at my title. I'm great. You're rubbish. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and then Dream came out afterwards and he was like, I'm getting really tired of this Adam Cole. You're <sighs> the greatest NXT champion of all time, but you're the last champion left in the Undisputed Era and I'm going to take the title off you. But Finn you're just Balor, playing video games. You just cut this promo earlier in the day because the sun was <laughs> yeah. still out. I really enjoyed that line. I thought it was yeah, really funny. That, that was pretty good. Uh, but then Finn Balor hears what Dream is saying, and you can just see him in the corner of the shot, just kind of standing there um, watching Dream. He comes up to him and he's just like, if you're talking about the greatest NXT champion of all time, that's me, mm-hmm. buddy. That's that's not Adam Cole. And uh, yeah, be careful what you wish for, because you might get a date with the Prince. And then Velveteen Dream was like, oh, a date? Great. Pick me up next Wednesday, which I thought was a great line from Dream mm-hmm. again. And yeah, we're going to be getting Finn Balor versus Velveteen Dream next week, which I'm really excited for. That should be a great match. Mm-hmm. Um, feel like it could have done with a bit more build, personally. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a big match. That's a that's, a that's a that's a big time NXT match. But... but they're still building Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole, 
which <laughs> unless Velveteen Dream is going to go around his house, isn't going to happen. So yeah, I know. Uh, and there's yeah. Finn Balor versus Walter, which unless Finn Balor swims across the Atlantic, also isn't happening. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's. Uh, I just think it's 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 a, it's a weird time. So we're going to get a lot of things that you know uh, would have been more exciting had they had build. But probably, mm. I, I'm still excited for this match. I still think that it's like, you know, it's a shame that things like Timothy Thatcher's debut has to kind of be hammered into a into a, a hole that popped up because of some other reason. It's a shame that um, we finally get the pairing of Finn Balor and Velveteen Dream because um, it, Adam Cole can't be in the studio. You know, yeah. it's a shame for all these things. But I think if if the if the if making the best of a bad situation means that you get some things that would be quite high on your wish list of matches to see and debuts, then I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's totally fair, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing uh, where that goes. A uh, quick rundown of the uh, just the rest of the show, just before we get mm-hmm. out of here. It started off with that Balleran eichner match. Um, Charlotte uh, cuts a promo saying that she's beaten the past, the present, and the future. I, I really like this. Was- yeah, it was a cool promo saying that she's beaten, you know, Nikki Bella and Paige and all that stuff. Uh, she, yeah, so she, so she ended Nikki Bella's career, who was the past, and she beat um, Paige, who at the time was like the best wrestler in the world and all that stuff. And now she's beaten Rhea Ripley, who was supposedly the future. So she's better than literally everybody. And it's hard to argue with her when she's won everything. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. We got yeah, Zia Lee cool. versus Aaliyah. Um, in some payback for Aaliyah busting, uh, sorry, uh, Zaylee busting her open, but Zaylee won anyway, which I thought was quite funny. Um, uh, yeah, they announced that Ellie Hodel Fantasma and had the video package and stuff. They had uh, Swerve, uh, Swerve Scott versus Tazawa in a mm-hmm. great match, I thought, for the first um, Cruiserweight tournament match. Thought this was absolutely class. It was really, really good. Uh, and yeah. I, I, the only thing I'm not, con- I'm, con- I wasn't convinced by the finish. I wasn't convinced by Tazawa winning. Um, obviously, I think he's probably got a bit more name recognition, and maybe there's a bit more cross promotional stuff going on now. So because he's a Raw star, he gets to be a little bit higher up that pecking order of who should be winning matches on mm. NXT. Um, just because all the talents being shared around now. Yeah, a lot more. So I think that's maybe why that decision was made. I feel like Swerve is the. I think Swerve feels like the future bigger star to me because mm-hmm. um, I think he's great and he looked amazing in this match. Uh, but they both did. I think they both did incredibly well. Tazawa takes this crazy bump off this uh, oh the God. rolling cannonball into the uh, barricade from the apron. It's nuts, yeah. and it's and and to be fair, it made it look like he was injured towards mm. the end of the match because he like as he wins the match, referee goes to raise his left arm and he's like, "No, just raise me right, please," because yeah. I think he's done his neck here yeah, um, yeah, yeah so i'm hoping akira dozawa is not injured um and maybe it was just in pain from taking that particularly nasty yeah. bump but right, uh what an amazing thing to do because that was absolutely crazy bonker spot please mm-hmm. stop doing that don't hurt yourself in a time like this please <laughs> um yeah great match though um uh after that we got uh tegan Knox versus raquel gonzalez gonzalez is big I, I don't she know. Really she really is. Have, so. Does she have a character? I'm not. I'm not sold. Really. She's big and she's angry. Um, mm. Yeah, Dakota Kai looked like she'd been mauled by something on the way to the ring because her jeans were messed up. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I thought. I thought Gonzalez was quite good in this though. I think she was like yeah. she was very dominating. I thought she was. Um, she came across like vicious in a really intimidating and cool way i thought there was bits where she was like she was pulling tegan's hair to wrench her neck and the ref was like well don't do that you can't pull the hair and she went all right fine and she put her hands in her mouth and started wrenching (laughs) like that and then she started counting at the referee i thought that was really cool i thought that was great character work i really like that um yeah the match comes to a close though because uh kai gets involved and kicks Knox in the head while she's in the corner um but shotty blackheart runs down and attacks kai with a helmet uh, she then gets involved in a bit of a model with Gonzalez and who's going for a choke slam on the apron, but then uh, Knox gets the roll up and steals the win. So that's now set mm-hmm. up a Blackheart and Knox versus Kai and Gonzalez match for next week. Yeah, which is good setup. Um, have we been told why Gonzalez started helping Dakota Kai yet? Is that, is that mm-hmm. a bit? Because she's her tiny clone? 
maybe i don't know um but uh, after that we get i thought a really really cool keith lee video package mm-hmm. i thought this was great babyface stuff from keith lee just talking about the sacrifices he's had to make and how long he's been in the business and yada 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 i thought it was awesome it's great stuff. i just like listening to him talk right i just i just think he has a really good cadence and he's got a great voice and i think he uh tells a story really well and i and this is a good way to again these sorts of backstory filling in promo packages from people add to nxt like you know if you've got access to archival footage of people performing in evolve or any of the other promotions that you work with now that you're wwe your progress is your uh wxw's like why not just leverage all of that stuff and just fill up your show with the really safe thing to do which is just get people to to talk into their phone or whatever it is rather mm-hmm. than having them do stuff in the ring and then just fill us in on who they are, where they came from. I, I'm really interested in all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we thought this was great stuff. Uh, Dexter Loomis beat up Tahuti Miles, rented job at Tahuti Miles. Uh, and then we got, yeah, the dream stuff. Uh, we've got some announcements for next week. So we've got Ellie Hordel Fantasma is taking on Jack Gallagher. Kushida is taking on Tony Nice, And Drake Maverick is taking on uh, Jake Atlas, uh, all in matches next week in the mm-hmm. Cruiserweight Tournament. And then, yeah, the aforementioned Blackheart and Knox versus Gonzalez and Kai. And then uh, it was the tag match with Thatcher's debut and then the Champa promo with Killer Cross's... Oh, sorry, Carrion Cross's debut. Um, so, yeah, I thought it, this was a pretty good episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two debuts I thought were good. I thought the Cross one was awesome. The Thatcher one I thought was good. Um, some good, solid storytelling. A couple of... Uh, I mean, the, the Bala-Eichner match was good i thought it was pretty solid and the tozawa swerve match i thought was great so yeah it's a pr- pretty good episode not too much wrong with it yeah i think the thing is it's just everything in wwe feels a bit untethered from reality now uh and that's yeah. you know that's my issue it's like yeah sure on paper great episode of wrestling great great wrestling thing but all the purpose seems to have drained out of uh wrestling because you know it feels like who's going to win the championship, all of that grind, all of that graft, all of that stuff doesn't really matter anymore. You know, the big tournament they're hyping is for an interim champion and not the champion of uh, cruiserweights. You know, it it all feels a bit stalled and that is not WWE's fault. But then they have now added the uh, sword of Damocles swinging over the top of every single episode of their production as they decide based on who's doing what that week and how well they did, whether they might be cutting people. So I think it was... You know, not not the show that was put out there's fault, but the fault of the company, certainly, that this NXT just feels a bit disjointed and a bit of a bad time to be watching WWE stuff. So, Laurie, uh, mm. it was, uh, well, it was supposed to be Quizlemania last night. Uh, it's actually going to be tonight instead. But uh, last week on Quizlemania, we actually had Larson from, uh, from Going In Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've actually got an email here from Keith, uh, who's got a Rusev hey, or mm, is it a Miro hey now? Mm, I don't know. Um, but uh, of the time he's met a few people, including Stephen Larson from oh. Going in Raw. Oh. Uh, so uh, let's read out this email from Keith. Hello, Pete. I just want to start off by saying I've been a long time fan of Wrestle Talk, and I just became a patron at last week's Quizlemania. Uh, for the past few years, I've battled leukemia and beat it. Around that time, I found Stephen Larson along with What Culture and their videos got me through a lot. After a while, I found Ollie Davis wearing an absurd jacket posting videos about wrestling. Um, then when Adam and the guys started Cultaholic, I started watching all of you and have up until this day. I was very happy to see Adam when he joined the Russell Talk team in January, and I'm excited for the future. So back to the Rusev, hey. Uh, the last guest on Quizlemania was Larson, and I submitted a super chat talking about how I met him and Steve at WrestleMania 33 at Access. Uh, I mentioned that maybe this is a good Rusev hate to send in. As I mentioned earlier, I had leukemia and I was undergoing treatment. Uh, I was able to have a -a make-a-wish. I chose to take the family to Florida for WrestleMania 33. Um, when I was there, I met a, I met quite a few wrestlers and even Steven Larson. Uh, I knew they'd be there, but I never thought I'd see them. I was looking for an encyclopedia and up walked Steve next to me and I turned and said, hey, you're Steve. Uh, I told him I was a big fan of him and Larson and he took me over and introduced me to him. Uh, I told him about, uh, told them about my trip 
and we discussed the Roman versus Undertaker match and our opinions of Roman. I asked if I could get a photo of us together and they happily obliged. After that, we went our separate ways and ended up bumping into each other a few more times, casually talking about things we were buying. It was a very fun addition to the time I was already having. Uh, I'll also include photos of the people I met because pics or it didn't happen. Uh, it was an amazing experience that I'll never forget. I was able to meet Daniel Bryan, Alicia Fox, Samoa Joe, Dean Ambrose, now John Moxley, Finn Balor, and even John Cena. Uh, I also want uh, want to use this as a way to thank you guys for all you do on a daily basis. You have all gotten me through the toughest of times sitting in a hospital bed. So, so for that, I thank you. One day I hope to travel to the UK to meet you guys. Thank you for being consistently consistent. Keep up all the amazing content and thank you for doing so even through these hard times. I hope you all have a great day. Thank you, Keith. Well, thank um, you, Keith. Yeah, thanks, Keith. Thanks, uh, just, thanks for watching and listening and everything yeah. that you do. Because without you guys, we couldn't do any of this either. Exactly, yeah. Literally without your support. He has attached photos. I don't know if there's a way I can show you. You could hold Maybe it up to your is. camera. I don't know. No, because it's on my. Oh platform. yeah, because it's on the set. So, yeah. Oh, wait, wow. hold on. No, I can do this if I turn the camera around, but then I won't be able to see what I'm. You know what? I'll send them to you after. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, yeah, you can sort this out off air, and uh, yeah, that would have been fine. But I will, I will describe. There's one of him in an NXT T-shirt with Stephen Larson. There's one him doing a two sweep with Finn Balor. Finn cool. Balor, pre-Prince, big smile on his face. Um. There's one of him uh, with John Cena, just posing for the camera. There's one with him with Samoa Joe and Dean Ambrose, uh, which is really cool. And there's one of him, uh, oh, in front of Alicia Fox and Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, big smile on his face while he's signing something. Gotta love Daniel Bryan. Um, that's yeah, that's a that's a lovely email. Thank oh, you very much, cool. Keith. That was that's really really nice to hear. Um, could do with some positivity in times like these. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really have anything else to talk about simply because nothing else happens in my life. Well, this is it, isn't it's... it? I think everyone's day now is just the same day that they had the day before. So I think if exactly. you've heard it, like I've never had less to say to this is exactly just, yeah. just, just like what, what have I learned that what have you, what could you have possibly learned that I haven't seen? <laughs> what Probably could you have possibly new, done that I don't know? A new flower type in animal crossing. I don't know. Like, yeah, well, that's it. You know, yeah, she's it, not that interested in what's happening Animal Crossing because I deleted yeah. her from the game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sounds like a story that you should well, be telling. So no, so we started the game, uh, and I made a character for her, um, mm -hmm. and then like she's she went off and like named the village and put some people mm -hmm. in, but didn't like lost interest in twenty minutes and didn't want to play anymore that day. And I was right, like, yeah. fine, cool. And then I realized that she was the lead villager. So you can right. you can't progress the game if somebody else is the lead villager, right? So I was like, I just made this. It was an executive decision of I think I'll play this more. So I'm not going to be hamstrung by the fact that you might for 20 minutes a week want to play Animal Crossing, whereas mm. I might want to play it every day for an hour. Yeah. Um, so I have deleted her. <laughs> so I am now the lead villager in the village. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and uh, job, funnily, funnily enough, she hasn't moved back. <laughs> shocking, just shocking. Yeah, what, what a, what a great time we're in. Well, it's, I actually, it's an admin uh, thing, Pete. It's totally. Yeah, it's not my fault. No. Nintendo made it impossible for the game to progress if you're not the lead person in the village. No, yeah, shocking. Mm. Uh, but we had. Um, I've been because obviously we've been trying to find new things to do. We've uh, my lady partner and I both play uh, Overwatch quite a bit. But we only have one PC, so it's like one of us can only really play at a time. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll see if I can run Overwatch on my laptop. Can't really. It's it's there's like three pixels. It's mm. uh it's a time. We we tried doing that and I tried playing a bit. There's some serious input lag. It was we like, oh my god, we could play together for the first time ever. We could play Overwatch together. That'd be really fun. And it wasn't. <laughs> uh, is it um, yeah, pretty unfortunate? It's is it on sale on Switch at the moment? Because there's a huge sale on Switch. I think it might be, yeah. Right now, yeah. So I don't know if the Switch version's been improved that much. I think people were saying it wasn't amazing when it first came yeah. out, but it might have been improved by now. But uh, have you played Echo yet? Uh, very briefly. Like I've not, I've not managed to have a, a full go. But uh, yeah, I seems kind of busted. Seems kind of broken. <laughs> It's it's a bit it's a, nuts. Seems like it's a Blizzard thing this week, isn't it? Uh, so they did that with Hearthstone <laughs> as well, and they absolutely <laughs> broke it by adding a new class. And now they've added a new character, Overwatch, and balls that up too. Well yeah. done, Blizzard. 
it's like they they put the new character out in Overwatch on the on the test server, and yeah. it was like, whoa, she is like way too busted. We're gonna we're gonna nerf some of this. We'll ch- make some of these changes, and they put her out to the live game, and like that's still broken, still <laughs> still busted, guys. Come on, mm-hmm. can't change more than that. Yeah, it's uh, it's nuts, but I, I am looking forward to playing her though. She does seem very fun at the very least. So yeah. Uh, cool. Anyway, that's probably all the time um, we've got, mate. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, thank you, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, you've got yeah. more awesome stuff coming up. You'll have the AEW thing if that's not out already. You'll have the uh, also with weekend. me. Yeah, week. also with Pete, double Pete. I know, crazy. A double, a double helping of Peter. Uh, and then tomorrow you'll have um, the uh, weekend podcast, the magazine show with me and Luke. You'll have SmackDown on Saturday, and then we're back in with Raw on Tuesday next week. So until then, take care. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.